0: My youngest stepsister, Kelly, recently gave birth to her first child. And as often happens to young mothers today, uh, she has now become an outspoken advocate of carefully researched parenting techniques. While she was expecting already, she was uh, posting links on her Facebook page to articles about prenatal nutrition. And uh, I noticed among her current likes are cloth diapers. Now, I'd just like to point out um, that we need a Facebook button that's something like Better Than Available Alternatives, uh, because I remember my two youngest sisters when they were in cloth diapers, and having had to help clean them, I can say no one uh, likes cloth diapers. And I should add that uh, yesterday she put up a link that reads, My choice to parent differently does not imply that your choice is wrong. Uh, Now the concern that mothers have for their unborn and newborn children uh, is something very beautiful and certainly nothing new. Science has influenced how this love is expressed. It is really a marvel that we should think about regularly that every human life, each one of us here, begins with this extended period of complete dependence inside the womb of one particular mother. Each of us has this unique connection to this other human being. It is an amazing responsibility that women have for the sake of the furtherance of the human race to carry these new members of our family everywhere they go for nine months, the last months especially being quite fatiguing, uh, not to mention the ending of it in childbirth. Now, I want to switch gears slightly. Who's my favorite contemporary philosopher? Any of the brothers here could tell you immediately that it's the Notre Dame professor Alasdair McIntyre. In about 1997, he wrote an important book called Dependent Rational Animals. And in it, he points out uh, a weakness in most Western philosophy because it's written by privileged, free men. Whereas the whole of human life with which philosophy is supposed to deal includes long periods of dependency, which uh, privileged free men are not often likely to think much about. No philosopher sprang into the world fully formed and ready to think. All of us begin and often end life entirely dependent on the goodwill and care of others. McIntyre notes that in the 20th century, women philosophers have helped us fill in this gap since women as bearers of children are more attuned to this reality of our radical dependence on one another. Now all of this is to set the stage for what I hope will give you some material for fruitful reflection on the meaning of the incarnation of God's Son. We know from philosophy that God is all-powerful, What we learn from the Incarnation, what is revealed to us, is that God is all humble, willing to empty himself and become dependent on us. God's Word becomes flesh in the form of a helpless infant while remaining God all the while. This is why we call Mary Mother of God and not simply Mother of Christ. There is no contradiction, that's to say, Between this kind of radical helplessness, this kind of trust, and the majesty of divinity, it is actually sin that makes us imagine that somehow pride will make us more like gods, independence will make us godlike. No, this is actually a trick of the devil. Philosophy also tells us that God is truth and is therefore trustworthy. This is very good theology. Revelation shows us that God is also trusting. God gives his son to the care of the young Virgin Mary, trusting that she will be a suitable mother, caring for this child as mothers do. She didn't have the Internet and modern science to guide her in raising Jesus, but she did have faith in God's protection and in her own conscience. This faith that God shows in Mary, he also shows to us. For each of us became parent to Christ when in baptism we received the seed of divine life into our hearts. Like the expectant mother of God, we must nourish this life and bring Christ to birth spiritually in our lives. And so surely as she was careful to eat well, And keep the life of her son out of danger. We must feed spiritually from the liturgy, especially from the Holy Eucharist. We must fast from any harmful, sinful behavior in our lives. Those of us who bring Christ to term, as it were, we call saints. But this is what all of us are called to be, persons in whom God's kingdom is already fully realized in our persons, after the pattern of the mother of God. Just as it is an amazing responsibility for Mary to carry the body of Jesus, it is an amazing responsibility that God has given us. And he shows us remarkable trust and patience in giving us this seed of divine life. And with this trust in mind, I would make one last point. There are two famous fiats in the Bible, and they both portend a new creation. At the opening of Genesis, God inaugurates the work of creation by saying, Fiat lux, let there be light. The new creation is inaugurated by a second fiat, but not by God. It is the fiat said by Mary. To the angel Gabriel, fiat mihi, let it be done to me. We are again invited at the liturgy each day to enter into this mystery of the inbreaking of this new creation by our own fiat, fiat voluntas tua, let your will be done, which we utter in the act of renewing the covenant that God has made with us in his Son. And so let us, like Mary, ponder these impressive realities in our hearts. Let us be real contemplatives, learning to become more and more aware of the new reality, breaking into our lives, first at the liturgy, but in everything we do, changing us into true parents of God, God God-bearers, after the pattern of Christ's first and greatest disciple, the Virgin Mary.